Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. for tuning into Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride, broadcasting from the Radio Harambe studios and joining me from somewhere in the world. How he gets around even during these crazy times, I don't know. <laughs> it's Safari Mike. Mike, how are you? Dave, I am in the Celis Game Reserve. How do you spell Celis? S-E-L-O-U-S. Ooh, that's not what I would have said. S-E-L-O-U-S. Oh. Well, a game reserve... They really only use the phrase game reserve in Africa. Okay. So I'm going to guess in Africa, uh, Kenya. Oh, very close, Dave. Tanzania. Oh, that, that was really <laughs> close. Yes, very close. I said, I said very close. I mean, I was within striking, shooting distance, spitting distance of the right place there. <laughs> we are here studying the Sitatunga. And uh, for all of you Disney Animal Kingdom fans, you probably saw that the there was just recently a baby Sitatunga at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. They are antelope, swamp-dwelling antelope that live here. Uh, they use tunneled pathways to get through the very overgrown um, swamps. And, of course, being a swamp, there's a lot of food, so they have very small ranges. But what we're studying are the young because the young, as opposed to many other types of antelope and deer and whatnot, much more independent. They are born on a dry mat in the middle of the swamp, and really? the mother basically leaves them alone, only coming by a short time uh, to feed them every you know every few hours or so briefly. And by the time they're four or six months old, half grown, uh, they're on their own, which is very unusual for an antelope. So we are here studying the Sitatunga. Wow. Now, where do you see the Sitatunga in Animal Kingdom? Remind everyone. It's in the it's in the lodge. It's in the Animal Kingdom lodge, Jumbo House. At Jumbo House. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, so here is the deal for today, folks. Uh, considering how crazy the world has gotten, <laughs> I decided it is time for me to do my own list. And the crowd goes crazy. I should put in a crowd cheering. Now, I want to stop you right here. Okay. I have done many lists in the past, and on each and every occasion, without fail, you have poked fun at the fact that, that I made a list. Right. So what is preventing me? for poking fun at you for being a hypocrite. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> I mean, this is very hypocritical. I wouldn't call it hypocritical. I would say you've inspired me. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> How's that? Is that good? Uh, you've inspired you go. me. Are we going to have more lists of yours down the road? Um, I don't think we're going to have more lists of mine down the road, no. I think, well, maybe we will. I, I, I've got a couple of ideas for possible lists, but, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Okay. Okay, so my list today, and I do have other ideas for lists, but this one today is the top 13. I don't know why I stopped at 13, but I did. 
top 13 songs, pieces of music from Disney's Animal Kingdom. Now, this could be uh, stuff from the sh- live shows, from inside mm-hmm. a uh, an attraction. It could be background music. It could be extinct songs, to use that phrase of the Disney lexicon, meaning that it is a song you will no longer hear at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Right. <laughs> But it is a, a legacy song. Should we call it that? Is that a better term than extinct? Sure you go. There you go. I think when it comes to the animal kingdom, using the phrase extinct is probably um, taboo, I would say. So okay. we have 13 songs. And the way I thought about them is very memorable, very, um, you know, songs that are representative of the area that they're, f- uh, of that they're from. Like, and that, by that, I mean the actual representative. It's a song that when you hear it, you'll hearken back to this location in the animal kingdom. Um, mm-hmm. Or it could just be great songs. And I've always found that there are quite a few songs that kind of pull at the heartstrings a little bit. There are songs that, you know, when you take it home, you get home, you put the song on, it kind of just casts your mind back to that wonderful place. And uh, so that's what I wanted to do here. Now, the first one is, I believe it's actually titled Beauty and the Bees. I believe you are correct. And this could be the worst one that I have on this list, which is why I put it at 13. (laughs) But here is the reason why it makes the list. I can recall, and I think everybody can recall, the first time, and this was 1999, the first time you walked down to the Tree of Life, to see the It's Tough to Be a Bug show. And the first time you realized what the bees were singing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just made you smile. And it made you think, okay, well, this is really funny. Because here we are incorporating the, uh, the theme of the, of, the, uh, of the attraction with the area, telling the story of where you are and what you're about to see, done it with such great humor. And it does a great job. I mean, it's obviously an iconic song. Um, maybe not sung in the best way possible. <laughs> it's just humming bees, yes. It's just bees buzzing. So right. now, bee buzzing, right? Before before I play you just a little bit of this, I want to uh, let you in on two things. First, it is illegal for us to play you the entire songs. <laughs> right. It's not illegal for me to play it underneath Mike and I talking, but for us to play it at full volume, it's it's essentially pirating the songs. So you're only Uh going to get a few seconds here. But for a lot of these songs, almost all of them, they're still available today. And for many songs that I'm going to give you, and not this one, we're talking about artists who could use your 99 cents dropped at (laughs) on iTunes to purchase this song. (laughs) This isn't one of them. So here you go, folks. Take a little gander, a little listen to Beauty and the Bees from It's Tough to Be a Bug. What do you think, Mike? 13 Beauty and the Bees. I'm not sure if this would have made my list, but I understand why. I mean, it, and it goes hand in hand with the 
the Q, for example. I mean, everybody who's d- done Beauty in the, or excuse me, the uh, Tough to Be a Bug knows all the movie posters that are kind of silly and it sits right uh, in with that. Yes, yeah, it fits right in with that uh, with that whole kind of ambiance. And um, you know, it's fun. I guess it's fun. And yet, like you said, you can still purchase it. Yes, you can still get it. It's still available on uh, like the four park CDs or things like that. It's on. It's um, it's been out there for quite some time. Right. Right. And you could definitely get it. So there you go. Beauty and the Beast. Like I said, I kind of talked myself into this one because I felt I needed uh, something from that area because it's just so funny the way they do it. Well, it's also very different than what else on your list. It's very different from what else is on my list. There are a couple of others on here that are kind of campy, fun attraction tunes. But this is but this is the the most campy and most ridiculous. And it's honestly it's a song when it comes on. You're not going to listen to it for very long. (laughs) No, no, that's true. It's not a very long track, if my memory serves. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. You heard most of it there, really. Uh, (laughs) Okay, number 12. This is a a track called Dance the Devil Away. It's from a band called Outback. You'll actually hear this um, at the entrance area of the park. Uh, You'll also hear Outback's music in more than one place in the park, Mm -hmm. and they have more than one song played in the park. Um, right. This is a title track from a 1991 release, um, obviously called "Dance the Devil Away." Uh, it, it's 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 obviously very aboriginally Australian Aboriginal in influence, but it is played by two guys, Martin Craddock and Graham Wiggins, who are one's an American, the other one's an Englishman. <laughs> and and uh, Graham Wiggins is one of the great uh, sort of uh, now he might be Australian by birth, I don't know, but he was or Australian by heritage, but he was born in in in, uh, in England. Uh, is one of the great didgeridoo players of the world. Now, you all remember what a didgeridoo is. It's this long thing that they make these weird, haunting, humming songs out of. It's like an as, Aboriginal Australian instrument. Very much so. Made out of the out of a petrified eucalyptus tree mm-hmm. um, and hollowed out. And then it's played almost like a, like a trumpet would be played, but in really giant form. Um it's a great song. When you hear this, you're going to know exactly that this this is going to make you think of the Animal Kingdom. And I think it's played not only in the entrance area, but I believe that it's also played out on Discovery Island. I couldn't find anybody who agreed with me on that. But I maybe and maybe again, maybe I'm conflating it with another song of Outback's. But uh, here is Dance the Devil Away from Outback. Mike, am I right? Doesn't that make you think? Sure, absolutely. Of the animal kingdom, of course. Yeah, it's it, it, there's a lot of didgeridoo mixed in throughout the park, even though there's no Australia land. There should be. Um, yeah, there's well, that's a conversation for another day. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, the didgeridoo brings you very. Just the instrument itself is very animal kingdom. Uh, absolutely, and it's it's one of, of those things. And we're gonna hit a couple of these as we go on. It's a it's like what what what's very indicative of world music like um you know you can find this in any kind of collection you find didgeridoo music and outback played in a lot of different places mm-hmm. um you know and, and it's appropriate because it's kind of it it's not only is i mean the didgeridoo is australian aboriginal in 
in its creation, but the rest of the music that they do is very, combines a lot of influences from all over the world. Okay, number no. 11. Mm-hmm. This one might be a little campy, but I'm a big fan. Digging in Dino Land. Now, uh, it was written by a, a woman named Tish Eastman, and she is a songwriter who's done a, quite a lot of work for Walt Disney Imagineering. Uh, I'm not sure who the vocalist is. I'm pretty sure it's not her. <laughs> it is uh, not. I know, I, know, I know the answer. Who is it? It's a group called Right Hand Melody. Great. Perform the song. Thank you for letting me know that. So, um, and this is a song that's played right at the entrance of Dino Land. And Correct. I think you can hear it again on the radio loop. Or I know you can hear it again at the, on the radio loop in the boneyard mm-hmm. where you're digging Absolutely. up, where the kids are digging up there. You hear it in that sort of, and by what, what I mean by radio loop is there is a back, the background loop over there sounds like a, a, a radio station playing. There's a DJ that's hosting it. Right. It's one of the interns who work at the Dino Institute. They've, uh, they're running a radio station that plays campy dinosaur songs, which we'll talk about probably a little bit more. In a few moments. And this is, the, <laughs> this is the first bit of evidence that I have spent way too much time recently in the Boneyard. Mm. Because these songs just don't get out of your head. And there's like six or seven in here. I mean, of those of you who've heard these songs, I mean, it has a lot of popular songs. Another one's going to make the list in a bit. You hear Bad <laughs> to the Bone. You hear It's the End of the World as we know yeah, it. Yeah, you know, right. There's a lot right, of right. songs that are in there. Um, but this one, what was the name of the band again? Right Hand Melody. And you can actually find it as sort of a bonus track on the Mm -hmm. Disney's Animal Kingdom soundtrack. And the soundtrack is music. None of the songs from the soundtrack are on here, but it's uh, other than this. But it's music that you hear in the Oasis, I think, or Around the Tree of Life. I actually picked three songs from that uh, soundtrack. We could talk about at the end if you want me to kind of give you some of mine. The, The only reason why I didn't pick anything off it is because... I think all the songs you're going to hear from this point forward are better than those. And this was the one that made the list for me, the highest one on the list. So here is Digging in Dino Land. Digging up the big bones that never got a tombstone. Oh, my back is sore from lifting up the back is sore. Digging, digging in Dino Land. Finding all the light bones, none of them Mike, I played this yesterday, this song yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, while I was listening, while I was making up my list, and me and my wife spent the entire, well, it was two days ago, but we've spent the last two days singing "Oh My Bacchusaur" from lifting up this brachiosaur, mm-hmm. and it's it's ear candy. You can't get it out of your ear. Right, right. I will disagree with you that this is the best song <laughs> off of that track, off that album. I would go. My personal selection would be the first one, the Tree of Life theme song. Great, great theme song. Almost made it. Uh, it was really between that or Beauty and the Bees, but I picked Beauty and the Bees just because of the silliness of it. Sure, but I think you, I think your list needs to have one of those eh. Oasis Tree of eh. Life songs. Eh. It's got digging in Dino Land. What else? Do you I have? had I had three on my list: Tree of Life, Oasis, Dawn Rising, and Summer. Those are tracks I think six and eight on that All on that album. Everything on that's great. It's just that they're the. You recognize it when you hear it, especially the Tree of Life one with that opening kind of uh, moments of that song. And that's the only one. The problem with that with that CD for me is the melodies aren't memorable. You don't sing the melody in your head. Well, they're all instrumentals for one. Right. But be that as it may. I know what you're saying. 
the, the melodies don't it. aren't don't stick in your head like you would hope they would um like some of these other instrumentals that I'm going to name here do mm-hmm. you know it's just not as it's just that is just very much sort of relaxation background music rather than a song and they're all kind of taken to me it's hard to split that up they're kind of one big almost one orchestral big. piece it's like listening to that's a symphony a fair, that's a fair point so Tree that's why it kind of stands out on its own as the opening kind of stands out. I mean, right. any animal kingdom documentary or clip on uh, gonna Disney channel that. or whatever has that totally. at least the opening, you know, 10 seconds. Totally. Totally. Okay. So we're ready for number 10. Yeah. We're in the ahead. top 10. Now, this is actually one of the newest ones that you'll find uh, in Disney uh, or at Disney's animal kingdom. This was actually from the nomad lounge. Now, this is one of the hardest ones for me to get any information on. It's, the song itself is called Mystic East. Um, it's by Tender Moon. Um, I can't get a whole lot of information on who that is or where they're from or what they're at, but you can find this song on iTunes um, as well as every almost every other song from the Nomad Lounge, and there are some terrific mm-hmm. songs in the Nomad Lounge. Just This is the highest one on the list, and, and it made my list. Um, it's a very evocative piece. And it's another one of those things where when you hear it, uh, even though this is from the Nomad Lounge, when you listen to this, you can hear this almost anywhere in the park. It fits like Mm -hmm. in the background loop of almost anything. So here is Mystic East from Tender Moon. I do. I remember that song. Um, and also, you know, there's a couple of things. If you Google like Nomad Lounge background music, you'll come up with about 15 or so songs. All of them yeah. are uh, really put you in the park. Maybe yeah. this might be might, this might be the best one, but there, a lot of them do that. So I, I recommend highly Googling Nomad Lounge background music. In fact, on my iPod, I have a, uh, a playlist of Nomad Lounge background music. This is the one that, to me, kind of reminded me not only so, as much of the Nomad Lounge, but it, it's one. Of, it's the song from the Nomad Lounge that sounded the most like other songs of the Animal Kingdom. Okay, you know what I mean. Like you could hear that. I could hear this song fitting perfectly into the background loop at the entrance on the Oasis. I mean, it could go mm-hmm. almost anywhere. So and it's it's a really really great little tune. Now. On to number nine and to Boradika. But if you want the CD, it's called Wasalu. That is the name of the uh, the band. Actually, they go under Boradika. Um, the CD is live in the village. Like I said, you can get it. And last time I was at the Animal Kingdom in February, it was still on sale there, the bastards. Right. Um, but hopefully somebody's buying it. Um, perhaps the greatest live music ever brought to a Disney park is Boradika. And... This is the first extinct track you're going to hear uh, mm-hmm. on this list. This is a great party Harambe song. Sure. Uh, when you, I can, I can, when I put this song on, I feel like I'm walking down the the bridge, walking over the bridge and down into Harambe, and you could hear Buradika playing this song. Now, do you remember? 
is this the Buradika you'd pick or is there others? Did you have any on your list? I do. I would have gone Happy Children. Uh, again, Mike, those were the two I went back and forth with. Right. right. I didn't Happy know which, which, which one to pick. I just kind of like this one a little bit better. Kind of more. I'm of okay a, with this one. I mean, it's, you know, six of one, half dozen of the song. other. But, it's called uh, Makati or Makoti is the name mm-hmm. of the song. I'm sure I'm saying it wrong, but Makoti from Buradika. Have a listen. Go get the CD. song you're going to hear on this list today and I, I'll, I'll remind you again when um, we go to the next uh, song wherever that may be although i have a feeling i know what it is um <laughs> there are two albums of wasalu that you can buy yes there are yes there are there's one way back from 1999 called i think it's show me the way yes um and they play show me the way often they do um, or did. when they were when they were performing yeah right i shouldn't say i shouldn't use present tense that's right but um but uh you know another good one but you know i recommend um, purchasing both albums if you haven't already. Yeah, both great. Anyway, on to the next one. This is the question I have here is is this song still played? Or have we changed the music, Rivers of Light? Uh the Rivers of Light music is still there for, okay. for the most part. It hasn't so this song is still being played. I haven't seen the updated Rivers of Light. So I don't know if this song is still there, but it's on the soundtrack which you can get on iTunes or all those other places. This is We Are the One. And in the park. We Are One Mm -hmm. from Rivers of Light. Uh, I like this song. This is the memorable song from Rivers of Light, the one that you go home singing. Mm -hmm. Disney has a knack of making these sort of emotionally stirring songs for their parks. Um, I think of like the song that played after the end of Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. Right. I mean, who doesn't hum that when when they're walking out of Epcot? And right. this is very similar in approach <laughs> sure, to that song. So let's play a bit of it, and then we'll hear what Mike has to think of. We are one from the Rivers of Light soundtrack. The fullness of this light, sand and stone, flesh and bone. Are you a fan of the music of Rivers of Light? I am. I'm a fan of everything about Rivers of Light. I know it gets a lot of trash talk on uh, the interwebs. Uh, you know, people hate it and you know don't think it's very good show closing. I love Rivers of Light. I think it's beautiful. They do a nice job without having to go to the fireworks well. Right. And part of that, part of the appeal of that is the music to me. Yeah, I, I would agree. And this is a would you have picked this song? Yeah. Probably, yeah. This yeah, this is, probably, is the memorable. This is the one you go home singing, or you go. I home recommend home. getting the album. It's it's a good album, but yeah, 
if you're you know if you want to listen to Disney Parks music and yeah, if that's stirring kind of yeah, if that's your thing, it's a, it's a fun album to have. I w- I would definitely add it to the collection. Now it's, I could, my, it's on my phone. I could have done a list of songs that included none of those things. <laughs> no, right. no, none, no Disney Park background loop original music. I felt I need it because I I do feel that the strength of the music at Animal Kingdom is not that. It's mm-hmm. the um, incredible taste somebody somewhere in Imagineering has and the incredible amount of research they did to find these amazing uh, singers from all over the world and artists from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of felt like the need for that one to go in. The next one I'm sure is going to get some moans. Uh, I, I can <laughs> imagine Mike's going to moan at this one. But you cannot go to the Boneyard without singing and dancing to Walk the Dinosaur. Now, it's from Was Not Was. Uh, it's heard on the radio loop in the Boneyard. When it plays, you literally cannot stand there without seeing someone, if not yourself, dancing around. Because there it are, is, it are, is go ahead. probably go the ahead. most catchy pop song of the 1980s <laughs> it's up there i mean if you're thinking of goofy pop songs in the 1980s this is it uh like i said it's from a band was not was it was a top 10 hit from ninth from 1987 or 88 right in there um with from an album with the incredibly 80s title of what up dog <laughs> <laughs> now so I, i'm sure you don't need to hear it but I'm going to play a few minutes of it anyway, just so you can come back. And while Mike and I are talking, in your head is boom, boom, aka, 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 boom. Enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. I want to A recollection of a high school aged Safari Mike who loved this song. I'm pretty sure I had uh, this on cassette. I'm almost positive I have the cassette version of Boom Boom Akalakalaka Boom 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 Akalaka Boom Boom. Yeah, I'm sure I do. I'm sure I do. This 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 was Lord knows where it is now, but I, I know I did that at some yeah, point. I'm sure in a landfill somewhere, Mike. I... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Again, it's not the most artsy of songs, but I wanted to it's balance. Not <laughs> what? It's not Mozart. No, and and, <laughs> and the rest of the music you're going to get is certainly a lot more highbrow. Uh, <laughs> but I I I wanted to balance introducing you, the listener, with two songs and great music and great songs that they found for the park. But balance that alongside the ear candy of the park. So that's why right. Beauty and the Bees, Digging in Dino Land, and Walking the Dinosaur. Those were the those were the three ear candy songs of <laughs> of the animal. Candy. I I think you had to have something like this on the list, whether it was this or the end of the world as we know it, right. or Band of the Bone, like you said. This though is the is probably the most goofy of all of them. So I, I think it's I, th- I think it's appropriate to be on the list. Okay, so number six. The song is called Ndiri Bofu. 
It's by an absolute genius artist named Oliver. Uh, I can't I've never say Tukudzi or something like that. Anyway, they call him Tuku. Sure. Everybody knows him as Tuku. <laughs> um, I don't know how you say his last name, but um, you hear this tune in Harambe. It's the kind of song that makes you think that you're walking around a quiet Harambe kind of late in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe there's you know there's no band playing, there's no music playing. You're just hearing the background loop, which you know in the afternoon is hard to hear the background loop in Harambe because it's underneath the sound of you know people doing other things, you know, the tam tam drummers or the acrobats or that kind of stuff. But if you're there kind of in the evening and you're walking around with a drink or you're sitting over at the Dawa Bar, um, this this song to me is very indicative of the Harambe music loop and Tuku. Uh, is a genius of a of a of a uh, a singer songwriter or a songwriter, and he was also an incredibly impressive guy. He uh, he died actually only a couple of years back. He played for thirty years. I mean, he has multiple albums. Played with all sorts of great um, artists from all over Africa. He was also a UNICEF Goodwill ambassador. Um, look him up, Oliver Tuku, and his last name's M T U K U D Z I. Again, this is why they call him Tuku. Um, <laughs> he's a great musician. This is Indiri Bofu. There you go, a little piece of that. Like I said, he's got so many albums. If you're into that kind of African feel, you know, the kind of thing that influenced Graceland and all the other, you know, uh, bands that have gone to Africa and have been just blown away by the rhythms and the different instrumentation and the way they write songs and the beauty of all Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. uh, this is really a song that kind of fits right into that mold. And this is an artist who really does as well. I, 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 this is a, this is a good one to, to pick, um, you know, a similar song like that, that I have on my list, um, was the song Afro science by expandalism. Yes. Um, listen to that song. It's very Harambe. You'll, you'll recognize it immediately. Um, I don't know if Dave, you have it to play it or at any point in time, but be that as it may, it is, uh, very Harambe as well. But there, there are a few songs like that, that, you know, I know. Once you hear them, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember listening to that in Harambe. And the, the one you have here is, is one of them. Cool. Well, here, you know what we'll do, Mike, is we'll play just a second of that now. Just play a 10-second right, cool. piece of that now. It's because I, I do have it. So uh, Afro Science by Expandalism. I think this might actually be on our loop that we use for our background music. but uh, Might be. If it isn't, it is now. definitely hear the threads and all that um mm-hmm. and you can also hear the thread and the kind of music that they're going for at harambe it's this very um you know familiar sounding even though you might not know who they are uh you know the the this is this is the kind of music that birthed all this stuff that we got especially through the 90s uh through the right. late 80s and into the 90s of that sort of influence of african music after the end of apartheid 
Um, and all of those so that, artists sort of blew up in all over the world, really. Afro pop. Yeah. Okay, this one is by, it's called Sea On. It's by a man who has a name that's pronounced via Joe, but it looks like Vo Diop. <laughs> V-I-E-U-X-D-I-O-P. Two different words. Via Joe, they call him. This one's actually from the Animal Kingdom Lodge, but his music is found all over the Animal Kingdom. You can find um, a, a, a few songs of his. He is known to be a virtuoso, probably the world's leading virtuoso, on a 21-string West African instrument that's called the Kora. You've seen it. There's a man walking around Harambe playing one. Um, and Via Joe is one of the great world recording artists of that. He's played with all sorts of people, including, I think he played with Yusu Indoor and a few of these other people. Um, if you need a Kora player, he's the guy you, ha you would get back in, certainly during the explosion of Afropop. Um, this song is from an amazing album called Africa Wasa, and we've played a few songs from that album as part of our loop music here underneath what we're saying, singing, although you don't really hear much of one today because we're in the middle of these other songs. Um, if you have an interest in hearing more of this kind of music this, and you're interested in that Kora that you see at Harambe, this is the album to get, Africa Wasa. Uh, we, like I said, we play a lot of this in our background music. This is Via Joe. Have a listen. Come Mike, there's a whole culture of great musicians, African musicians, that are lost on most of American music fans. Mm -hmm. um, and this guy is one of them. There's a few that have made it over here, you know, Hugh Masekela, um, you know, and people like that. But this is one of the this is one of the guys that we that you have him and Tuku are two of the people that you really, if you if you have any interest in this music, go take a listen to them. And again, it's another instrument that's very evocative of the animal kingdom. Oh, absolutely. Um, like the didgeridoo, um, like the sitar, that kind of cultural, iconic instrument is right. very indicative, very uh, – puts you in the animal kingdom. Okay. Now, the next four songs, my four uh -huh. top songs All right. are the four songs that I think have the biggest impact. Animal kingdom fans will know them. They'll love them. If these four aren't on your list of top 10, then you haven't been to the Animal Kingdom more than a few times. Because these four songs are incredibly evocative of the Animal Kingdom. Um, okay. One of them, two of them are extinct. <laughs> that tells you where we are in the world these days. This one is from an Oregon um, group called the Balafon Marimba Ensemble. It's a mm -hmm. tune called I Already Have a Husband. Now, Disney fans will totally recognize this song. After it was brought in to be played in the Animal Kingdom, they also added it to the background loop at Adventureland. So you'll hear it in two different places. Interesting. Yep. I did not know the Adventureland thing. Yep, but go it's, ahead. It's in both Disney World and Disneyland, I think. Uh, this song is from 2005, so it's not an original song to the Animal Kingdom loop. It came in later. But I think once they heard this band play, and when you hear this, 
you're going to think of Discovery Island, and you may even think a little bit of the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Cause, okay. Because this is exactly the kind of music you hear. This incredible marimba ensemble called the Balfon Marimba Ensemble. This is the tune that is going to stick in your head once you hear it. You're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. I already have a husband. Have a listen. Mike, am I wrong? I no, it's, it's 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 obviously dis- <clears throat> excuse me, Discovery Island, and I actually had another song of theirs on my list. Yeah, uh, which is also you'll hear and Discovery Island. That's Namo. Oh, great! Um, yeah, that's another. Uh, it's very similar, and it's very evocative of Discovery Island. Of their songs, as a group, this is probably their most popular. This song has been used many, many places, not just the Animal Kingdom. So it's one of right. those things where when you walk in, even if you haven't been to the Animal Kingdom, you might recognize this being played because it's been used not just at the at at in Discovery and. Adventureland. Mm-hmm. I think it's been on a couple of movies and things like that too. This okay. is this is a popular song from them. So go ahead and take a listen. Okay. So uh now we get to the top 3. Okay. Are your top 3 different than mine? Well, I didn't really any put them in actual order, okay. but the, your your top 3 would be probably in my top 3. Okay. I just had a few that uh, you missed that I thought Okay. Should at least be recognized. Well, but we'll mention them before we get to my number one. one well, I've mentioned about half of them so far, but go okay, ahead. great. So this is the song from the minute we started making this podcast. Near a month would go by, <laughs> or mm-hmm. in the beginning, a matter of a few weeks would go by without somebody asking me, "Where the hell did you get that song? Who is it?" How do I get it? Mm-hmm. The song is the title is pronounced Hapa Duniani. It's by a group called African Dawn. The song mm-hmm. itself, the name translates into "Here on Earth." It is the song that you used to hear mm-hmm. your safari truck driver tune his radio to on the Kilimanjaro safaris. It's an incredible piece of vocal music. Reminds people, most people think it's Ladysmith Black Mombazo, the vocal group that played with Paul Simon on Graceland, but it is not them. It is, of all of the songs on this, the most difficult one to find. It's been out of print for a while. I don't know that it's available on iTunes. I don't think it is. Um, I didn't check that recently. Maybe that maybe it's been added because of the the the, the crush for it. <laughs> right. Because we used to literally get this all the time. It's another extinct Animal Kingdom attraction. It means a lot to fans and certainly it means a lot to us because I'm going to play a few minutes of it, but you're also going to hear a few minutes of it before this. <laughs> you're also already heard a few minutes of it at the start of this podcast and you're going to hear a few minutes more at the end of this podcast. <laughs> so here is African Dawn. Kwa 
Mike, probably the most recognized Animal sure. Kingdom song for many, many years. And sure. as the years go by where we don't have it, I'm sure that'll fade. But until they took it off the, the spiel, took it off the loop, that w- this was the song that everybody thought of when they thought of music at the Animal Kingdom. And I think this probably would have been my number one. If I made a top 10 or top 15 or top 13 list, I think this probably would have been number one. Yeah, th- these three are hard for me to choose between. I'm, I'm actually going to come out here and say the top three are sort of in no particular order. Um, okay. These are all, I mean, I, I ended up picking it the way I did just because that's how I felt at the moment. But you asked me tomorrow and I might change my mind. <laughs> okay. So the next one, number two. Now, if you want to have your heartstrings pulled on, Mm-hmm. If you're about, if your flight is in about four hours, and you've got one last thing to do before you fly home to some cold northeastern locale like me or wherever you're going, and you're about to leave Disney for who knows how much longer, and you just, if you really want to have a punch in the gut, uh, 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 want your heart pumping. Finish your time at the Festival of the Lion King. And when they get to the part, the, the song that they call the celebration finale, mm-hmm. you are going to, there's going to be tears. Right. <laughs> this is the medley um, at the end of the show that combines sort of all the songs they sing. And when the lead female singer comes to the center stage and belts out the circle of life in this new way where it's it's upbeat, a little bit different than what you're used to i mean it's just so emotional it just hits you right in the gut and i have yet to hear a singer that they've gotten who can't nail this right she's always fantastic and it's it's not an easy one to nail (laughs) no no it's tough so i'll play go ahead ahead. no you go go ahead i said so i'll play you that part where the singer with this female singer takes this little just a few minutes of that um, again, you could get this at the parks. I don't think you can get it on iTunes, but you can get it at the parks. Uh, the CD for it, it's still available out there, uh, the mm-hmm. whole entire music. Uh, but again, uh, this is just sort of the grand finale of the Animal Kingdom, is this song. Have a listen. There are two songs with which I would say, if you want me to, if you want to try to make me cry, make me hear that last before I leave the Animal Kingdom for the end of my trip. This one and the number one, but that moment in the Lion King, the Festival of the Lion King, when 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 they do this thing, it's just incredible. You know, on my list uh, along that along the same lines was uh, a Festival of the Lion King when she belts out, "Can't you feel the love tonight?" And the uh, you know the the woman the ballerina is spinning around through the air. That really puts goosebumps on your on your arms. Um, similar kind of yeah. kind of thought process with that one. Okay, finally, mm-hmm. I still can't believe they're gone. 
uh, we're going to end with Buradika and their version of Shakira's song, Waka Waka, which uh-huh. she did for uh, the South African uh, World Cup. She wrote it as sort of the theme song of the South African World Cup from 20 years ago. Right. Well, not quite that long, but some time Close. ago. Um, again, see them before you leave. You'll party your way to Waka Waka. They'll say goodbye and you'll be ready to cry. Too bad we can't do this anymore. It's the last song they ever did. Um, and it's, you, it was usually the ender for their for their sets. Uh, it, and they do it better than the original, really. And it's a it's a great little kind of upbeat song. Um, it's a great song for our times now. You know, staying strong, doing what you need to do, uh, overcoming adversity. That's what Waka Waka is all about. I'll play a little bit of Buradika's version of Waka Waka. Back in the saddle. go mike the number one song the animal kingdom you can't even hear at the park anymore so put it on your headphones go get the cd put it on your headphones and walk out of the park listening to waka waka from bordica uh yeah i mean that's in the top five for me i would have definitely put like i said hapa dunani in the as number one yeah um i have a couple go ahead that i think you skipped um First of all, the only ones on my list that I think definitely should be on the top 13 somewhere, removing something of yours, was Afro Science and the Tree of Life theme song. Um, but I also had, there's a few songs from Hai Atal, U-T-T-A-L. Oh, yes, yes. It's very sitar. Pahari yep. was the one I had on my list. Um, that kind of, you don't have anything really from... From Asia, Anand- no, I do not. Yeah, yes. Anandapur. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good... One from there, also Benny Berrigan's 30 Thieves is another one yep. that is very evocative of that area. And the only other thing that I would say that you you taught you touched a little bit about the um, Jumbo House background music. I recommend anybody out there Google the um, background music for the Kadani Village Christmas Loop. Amazing. Uh, a lot of good stuff. A couple of songs I'll throw out there from that list. Balingo from the Africans Children's Choir Amazing. and uh, I don't know how you pronounce this, but Malabangwai from the Holy Cross Choir. Uh, but just Google, um, you know, Kadani Village Christmas Music Loop and you'll, get a, you, you'll, you'll find the list of all of them. Yeah, a lot I, of them are also available on iTunes. It's incredible. Uh, the the I, Tal is the is was definitely in the running. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a kind of got taken over by the by the nomad lounge one instead I, I, but sure um but yeah he he's great and, and his music is three or four pieces of his music played throughout the park and if you hear any of his stuff um you can you know what it is and i play it here in our background loop all the time right right, right, right. and our background loop just so you know there's some song it's mostly inspired by animal kingdom stuff there's a lot of songs that i play on the background loop that are these tunes 
But um, a lot of the songs that I play that underneath what my, when Mike and I are talking are songs that are from these artists, but not those songs. So I'm actually right. doing some different stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that that's there. So and what would you have picked as your number one? You said Hapaduani? Yeah, I think so. I think that what you had, the, the top three or four there that you had, you know, you could mix and match. You can't really argue one or the other. I would have gone. I mean, it's so iconic of Animal Kingdom. I would have gone Hapa Dunani. I think for the last five years, I really felt like Buradika singing Waka Waka became that iconic for people who okay. visited the park. I mean, it just stuck in everybody's head. And it's the only one they st- that now the other band plays it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Viva Gaia. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a very, very, I mean, an incredibly popular song. One of the biggest songs of the last 20 years worldwide. Now, it might not be that case in the U.S., but worldwide, it was an incredibly popular song. And the video for it had some of the most popular footballers in the entire world. I mean, just some of the most popular uh, athletes on the planet were in the right. video for it. So it was an incredibly big deal that she did that. And uh, they do an, just an amazing job on the song where they make it sort of their own but keep the sort of flavor of it. And it's sort of the last party song of Harambe as before these mm-hmm. guys go, you know. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe new leadership will think twice and bring them back. I mean, I, I well, I mean, with everything that's going on now with Who this COVID-19 stuff, I mean, most of these people have been laid off. Yep. Um, so when or and if everything gets back to normal at some point who knows what they'll what who they'll knows? bring in maybe a whole new list in 5 years of these songs mike uh, anything we want to mention before we go i don't think so i think we've pretty much you know check out our uh, uh, uh our t public store and rate us on itunes and all that kind of stuff but other than that no yeah follow mike on twitter at jumbo everyone and me at radio harambe you can follow us on instagram at disney's animal kingdom uh mike i think you're at safari mike on instagram correct Safari underscore Mike. Somebody okay. He posts a, a lot of pictures on there from the Animal Kingdom, so you get some cool stuff there. And every Sunday I do a Sunday Harambe post. Yeah, he's got a lot of photos from there as well, and so do I on, on the Disney's. Uh, ours is Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, you can also find Jumbo Everyone on Facebook. I guess that's it. We're going to uh, see you again next week, folks. For Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well, and thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Now, who do you